Well, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Oh my goodness gracious, you are just rocking and rolling today on that synthesizer. Synthesizer. Fire coming out of those magic fingers as you open up, bailing up. That's right, this is Tim Ma. That's Jungle Jim over there in his Labor Day attire. Jungle Jim is all wearing white today because today is the last official, unofficial, unofficial day of summer where I'm recording this podcast and we'll be uploading it on Labor Day. And uh, so Jim is wearing white because supposedly it's a major fashion faux pas to wear white after Labor Day. So today's a day where everybody's wearing white except for me. I'm wearing black. So uh, Jungle Jim's over there in his white attire looking great behind his mighty, huge synthesizer. Barely see his face with that pine glass waiting for a tip. Here's a tip for you, Jim. Don't wear that white tomorrow and don't eat any mustard on a hot dog today. We are recording this podcast in the Bowel Studio located along the shores of the mighty Senec River flowing all the way up to the Great Lake of Ontario, which is busy, busy. This day and this weekend with many boaters and vacationers wrapping up their summer and getting ready to go back to, to reality. That's right. Lake Ontario fed by that mighty flowing into the great St. Lawrence Seaway flowing north up to the Atlantic Ocean path. 1,000 islands if you make a left. You're going to Buffalo, New York. Beautiful city, Buffalo, New York. The Bills will be kicking it off next weekend. Many believe this is the year of the bill, the year of the Buffalo Bills, where they could get to the Super Bowl and take it all the way, although it's really early to be picking any teams because the NFL is as fickle as fickle can be. Any injury could detour a team at any second. So uh, that's where we are. This is Failing Up Again, and Tim Marr here. I hope you're doing great. Don't forget, you can go over Niagara Falls, and you end up in Lake Erie, and if you get out of Lake Erie, then you're going to find yourself going right into the other great lakes of Superior, well, Michigan, Superior, Huron, all just these magnificent, magnificent inland oceans uh, on this side, uh, this side of the continental United States of America. That's right. Labor Day, the unofficial end of summer. You know, there's another custom here, a summer custom, and many of them occur in, in, in mid-August and, and late August, and then, of course, that are what I'm talking about uh, are state fairs. It's an American, an American tradition, the state fair. Each st- most states, most states have a fair, an annual fair, an annual event that, um, excuse me, an annual event that uh, culminates kind of towards the end of the summer. Some of them do occur throughout the summer, or and the state fair is usually located in a, in a spot of the state that either is near a capital or is near the center of the state. But they're not necessarily in the largest cities located or what a state may be known for. And many, many, and this is a tradition that has passed hundreds of years, hundreds of years in our um, American culture. And we're looking at the Minnesota State Fair. The Iowa State Fair, the California State Fair, the Indiana State Fair, the Oklahoma State Fair. Oklahoma also has the Tulsa State Fair. Arizona, Florida, West Virginia, Kansas, Kentucky, New uh, North Dakota, New Jersey, Washington State, New York State Fair. The one that I'm familiar with is the New York State Fair. Just many, most states again. And, and, and it used to be, you know, I can speak to the New York State Fair 
And these are, and there's all mini fairs that go on, but these are the state fair. And what makes it unique is that it, it's it's really more has it started with an agricultural spin to it, you know, and and celebrating the um, um, what each region would have to offer in the state. You're celebrating the state, so whatever the the major forms of produce could be or the activity could be, but they're they're just a, a smorgasbord of activity, and there are some common denominators that all state fairs have. First of all, it was always a, a love-hate relationship I had with the Syracuse, the upstate. I call it the Syracuse State Fair because the New York State Fair, like many state fairs, is not held in, in uh, what the city, what the state is known for. If you say I live in New York, most people assume you're part of New York City because New York City really is uh, the city of the world and it's in New York State. New York State's a really interesting state because you have New York City and then and you get about a couple um, hour out of New York City, and you can become really rural. You're in the state capital is Albany. If you ask a lot of people, say, what's the capital of New York State? They would say New York City. Then you get to the western part of the state in Buffalo, where it's a whole different world in western New York. You can go all the way up north to Malone, uh, very rural on the Canadian borders. And you get out, you get down by Binghamton, looking into Pennsylvania. You get way over, you go down south of Buffalo, and you're just bordering Erie, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Vast state, Watkins Glen, uh, Letchworth State Park, they call the Grand Canyon of the East. So a very diversified state, New York State. And the state, of course, like most states, has state troopers, which are the police of the state. Uh, has a governor and all, all, those, all those pieces like all states have. So the state fair, though, is not located in New York City. Like the World's Fair was out in Flushing Meadows, where the, where the, um, the now... U.S. Open is being held, and toast to Serena Williams, who just wrapped up her career. There'll never be another Serena Williams, one of the greatest uh, tennis players of all time. Just tennis player, blank. Don't, no gender needed. Greatest tennis player of all time. Also one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah, a little sip of coffee on that note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, nothing like a cup of joe out of my good friend Warren Kimball's coffee mug. So getting back to... Uh, uh, congratulations, Serena, a great career. And now getting back to the State Fair. <clears throat> so the New York State Fair is held in Syracuse, New York, where I just happen to be recording this podcast. And, and the reason it's in Syracuse, New York, is Syracuse, New York. And if you're from Syracuse, New York, you pronounce it Syracuse, New York. Syracuse, New York. And the reason it's located in Syracuse, New York, is because Syracuse is the center of the state. It's back down in the middle of the state. So it made sense to plop the State Fair here. Here, not hair. Here, not hair. Hair's a rabbit. And um, so if you go to a state fair, some of the uh, commonalities you're going to see at a state fair are they all have a midway. Most of these fairs have a midway, hence the Ferris wheel. Most state fairs have a midway with a Ferris wheel, some other type of rides, uh, maybe a roller coaster, a mini roller coaster, uh, spinny rides, and these aren't like your Disney World um, type of rides, you know, or Universal Studio rides. These are fair rides. These are rides that go portable. These are rides that tour from town to town and tour from fair to fair. And um, they're mobile rides. For the most part, they don't look safe, but they are for the most part. Uh, the swings that spin around, the, the infamous bumper cars, all these, all these type of rides with their flashing lights kind of dated lights and and noise that they make uh on a usually a dirt track midway uh those that that is 
uh, synonymous right across the fare line. You're going to see that. Maybe certain fares have better rides, but they're usually those type of rides. Now, going along with the rides at each state fair, I'm saying, out of uh, assumption, is that they have uh, games of chance. These games of chance, which are nearly impossible to win, but for some reason, when you get to the fair, you lose sense of all senses, and you figure, I got to win something, and value changes. Your perception of value changes, so you have these games of chance, and for some reason, you have to win this game of chance. Like, you know, you put it on the same level of attaining a degree or, or winning a championship game or getting a raise at work. I've got to win that game of chance. Now, if you're there with a, a significant other or somebody who you're trying to impress or, the Lord forbid, a child of some type, a nephew, a niece, a godchild, a friend's child, your own kids, you're done. you got to win that game. You've got to win that stuffed animal. Most of these stuffed animals, though, they aren't even safe to bring home. They're, they're just, you know, stuffed with styrofoam. They're not, they're not safe to be home. They usually last, you know, they last a couple weeks and something bursts on them. But you got to win it. you got to win it. For some reason, you got to win it. When a game of chance can be anything from throwing the ball at the, the dummies that are weighted so they're not going to go down to trying to get the bottles to trying to shoot out a star with a gun to make a basket in a bent rim, uh, trying to hit the, all these types of games of chance. And, you know, usually you might, usually you do sometimes win the big stuffed animal after you spend about $50. Because the games usually are, you know, either either you, you make a basket and you might win, you know, a small, and then you can trade it up. And this is where they get you. You, you lose all senses because all you can see is that big, ugly, pink um, gorilla that you got to have. Got to have it. Got to bring it home. Got to show everybody I'm a winner. Day after, you don't care about it. So you go there and you and you, you put down your four bucks and you, you you throw the ball and you knock things over and you win yourself a little little teeny stuffed dolphin. Now the individual running the stand says, "Hey, you trade that dolphin in, and your next gift up is going to be that uh, bear." Hmm. Put down another four. Can't get to the bear. You got to start over. Can't. Fifty bucks later, you got yourself your big pink gorilla and you feel like the biggest winner on the face of the earth. Another thing that is common among state fairs, food stands, all kinds of food stands. Now, these food stands, many, some of them tour, some of them are the local greasy food cuisine, and bar, it's great. And there are some, I think, staples. There are some staples at state fairs. So, for example, you know, uh, sausage sandwiches with onions and peppers, fried dough, I'm getting hungry now, uh, taffy, huge taffy machines, walk-away Sunday ice creams, uh, any type of hot dog or hamburger or french fries or sliced up, they call them potato or Riley's, blooming onions, uh, all these things, just a beer, soda, uh, snow cones, all this stuff is standard fair. Oh, I hit my mic. I'm so excited and so hungry. Standard fair food. So you're you're playing the games and you're spending 50 bucks to win a pink gorilla and you're you're chowing down on um, something greasy and oh man, you're feeling good. You know, you're chugging it down with a brewski or a soda or or something, man, and you're you're inside just coated, coated to the to the max. Don't even care about washing your hands here at the fair. And again, these are usually in like some dirt track area and massive, you know. Then the you know the the you don't think about into the fair. You don't think about things, you know. For some reason, that ketchup bottle and that mustard bottle that's been out there for ten days in the sun, touched by a thousand, hundreds of thousands of people. It's okay. It's okay. Just to, you know, don't worry about it. You're not going to get anything. 
Uh, fairs always have some type of animal piece to them, of course. You know, it's the agricultural. So there's the cow building. There's the there's the animal judging. You know, the the you know the the contest of the you know the best looking cow, the best horse shows, the horse judgings, dog shows, dog judgings, all kinds of stuff. And then there's then there's the carny pieces that come in along. You know, world's largest alligator. You see these horrible things they do. Like I saw a seal in a pool. You know, the military's at the fair with their trucks and their armor and showing off and trying to recruit. It's, it's really spectacular. And then you have um, farm equipment. And, you know, at the, at the Syracuse or the Central New York State, the, not the, the, screw it, it's the New York State Fair. We have a dairy building where people wait in line to get milk for 25 cents. Like, you, know, you probably had milk that morning, but you got to get the fair milk or a baked potato because it's the fair. Salt potatoes, that's the fair. Horse shows, horse competitions, animal count, all this stuff. Biggest pig, pie eating, pie contests. Best looking flower arrangement. There's all kinds of blue ribbons going around the fair. My gosh, it's a, it's a, it's a world of blue ribbons. Wonderful, the state fair. The smell, the sounds. There's usually musical acts of some type at these fairs. Sometimes, you know, uh, local acts who are, who, who, are, who are past their heydays come and play for free. In the central concert area, you mean you know, the bands come in and play. You know, you might have ABBA at the state fair, or somebody else like that. All of a sudden, wow, you know, what's left of the temptations might be there tempting you to even go to the fair and sit there and woof down your your pizza, fried dough, sticky fingers, all wiping them on your shirt, and then the dress at the fair varies. You know, it's it's time to squeeze into any type of clothing you can because you're at the fair. You're showing off. You're showing it up at the fair, baby. Center of Progress buildings at the fair, showing the latest and greatest inventions, inventions, the community DPWs, all the services that offer the fair. It's ironic because at some of these fairs, like the New York State Fair, you don't see a lot about New York City. The governor comes to the fair, though. The state troopers are at the fair. All kinds of stuff. And if you go from city to city, each fair has a sense of this. That you just you can check, you can subbing things in. You can sub in the local food. You know, maybe they don't have salt potatoes, but those, what's the local food in South Dakota? You know, but they're all going to have the rides. They're all going to have the games. They're all going to have some type of music there. They're going to have the local, and they're going to they're gonna feature the state, and it's at the end of the summer. It's melancholy, because when the fair ends, I don't care what you say about the, the equinox, when the fair ends, or whatever, it's when the fair ends, it's over. When the fair ends, summer's over. Yeah, you got until September 20, whatever. But the fair over, summer's over. A switch flips and autumn's here. School starts. It's all done. Some places school already started. And, uh, you know, and then I think of this, I think of, when I think of the fair, the state fairs, I think of Charlotte's Web and how Charlotte gave her life and saved Wilbur at the state fair. Remember that? How Charlotte... Wilbur was supposed to go to the fair and he's going to be the big pig and they're going to, you know, the pig wins and then he becomes a ham sandwich. But Charlotte, who became Wilbur's dear friend, kept writing into the web, some pig, some pig, all these things. And then, of course, Charlotte passed away. Sad story. But then Charlotte's kids came down, hundreds of them. You know, if you're agoraphobic, you don't like Charlotte's web. But a hundred of them came down and, and, and comforted Wilbur. And that was the, the state fair. Because it's a huge deal for the agriculture and the farmers at the fair to show off their crops and to show off their their animals and their food and their year work. Mm. Many of them live there. And, of course, 
There are those that make a living going from fair to fair, the infamous carnies. Many people say, oh my God, the carnies are in town. They're going to guard your children. The carnies are in town. That could be true to some extent, by the way. But the carnies who live in the fair, the carnies who run the, the rides and who run these games of chance. And you wonder where, you know, it's got to be. I always thought it was had to be such a lonely life to be a carny, bopping from town to town. But they're there when it's the height of excitement for many people who are participating in the fair. But for them, you know, their, their life are these uh, gaudy tainted lights and, and music soundtracks of old songs that play during their rides and dust and, and constant fair food. And some of you always have a smoke in their face. But you're trusting this carny. For some reason, you have no idea who this carny is and what their background is. And I, I guarantee you it might be checkered. But yet you're going to put your kid on that ride and that dude or that dudette is safe enough to, to drive that roller coaster, that tilt-a-whirl, uh, whatever that crazy ride is, with the you see the grease bolts and everything. If you look behind the scenes, you'd never go on a ride. But that's the American tradition. That is the state fair. You know, that is it. That's that's the the lifeblood of America. That's the cyclical calendar of Americana. The fair, the the traditional end of summer, celebrating each state, what each state has uniquely to offer, and then with the common denominators that could not connect us. And the common denominator—that's all, folks. The common denominator with the state fair is the midway, is the food sometimes, the greasy food, is the carny, the carny, the blood that runs through the veins of the fair are the carnies. That's a blood clot, maybe. The horse show, the farmers, and it's funny because if you come to the New York State Fair, one of the least prominent displays you'll see at the fair is the greatest city on the face of the earth is New York City. You'll barely see anything about New York City at the New York State Fair. You'll see all the other parts of the state. What a great thing. Hey, uh, Jungle Jim, why don't you get a gig at the New York State Fair next year and I'll announce you. You and me at the New York State Fair, they call it the, the big grandstand in the middle park there. You know, we'll get ourselves couple sausage sandwiches and some fried dough and you'll jam up there just because you're 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 ornamentalist or, or, that's right you're you're pure music i can't talk today instrumentalist you're an instrumentalist and there's your instrument right now that's jungle jim that's playing me out this is tim mar this is filling up bye bye